Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. This has been a theme for us throughout 2019. And as we approach the end of the year, we return to this verse and these words, justice, mercy, humility. I really think that doing justice and loving mercy and walking humbly includes the righting of wrongs. I think it also includes generosity and social concern, especially toward the poor and vulnerable. Which brings us to today and the launch of our Christmas initiative. It's one thing to say we should be kind and generous to those in need. It's another thing to act and love and walk in such a way that we sacrifice for that. For nine years now, we have concluded the year with a Christmas initiative where we choose organizations that are making a difference and helping the vulnerable. We set a financial goal, ask the church to give, and then we give all of it away. Even if we exceed our goal, which we generally do, we give all of that away so that the organizations we partner with can do their work of justice. Just to encourage you, since 2011, we have given away over half a million dollars to organizations serving others. Can you imagine our church generously sharing Thank you for being so generous. I think that makes God really happy. I'll be talking to you about our goal for the initiative a little later. Today, I want to introduce you to the organizations and their leaders who we will be partnering with for the initiative. These are extraordinary people and leaders who are on the front lines of Micah 6-8. So thank you for being here. Sit back, relax. Enjoy hearing about God's work in our communities and around the world. Most of all, allow God to speak to you. Courtney Delaney serves with GoMad, or Go Make a Difference, in the Dominican Republic. The main purpose of their work is to stop the cycle of poverty by educating children, helping them to graduate from school, keeping them healthy so they can stay in school, and training them to get jobs. Within the villages where Go Mad serves, there's an English school and children's Bible studies. There's a medical clinic and a doctor where care is received. And for those 18 and over, technical skill training. Restoring hope and creating opportunity for the exploited and the vulnerable is a priority. Courtney, who lives in our community and is part of Valley Point Church along with her family, has taken several teams to the Dominican villages. We have a team that will be going to the DR in January of 2020 to serve and love. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in the Dominican Republic. Will you help me welcome Courtney? (laughs) Courtney, you are part of Valley Point Church. This is your home and you live in this community. But God has given you a deep love for working in the Dominican Republic. And so I just want to personally thank you for having a soft heart and for being willing to listen to, to just listen to the promptings of God in your life to go serve and love in a different place. Thank you. Go mad. Talk to us about its mission and purpose. Go Mad is go make a difference, and in our situation, go make a dif- we're making a difference in four villages in the north coast of the Dominican Republic. Um, we found that uh, we have a, a phrase that we say within Go Mad, um, and it's uh, uh, we like to give a hand up instead of a handout. Mm. And that hand up in our situation is education through our English schools. Learning English um, as a citizen of the Dominican Republic um, can open doors for our people. Um, In our villages, the unemployment rate is 80 to 90 percent, and the jobs that they can get with English schools are in the resort areas and also as interpreters when mission groups come into the Dominican Republic. So that hand up in terms of the knowledge of working English is is what we we, uh, strive to do. 
Also, we have uh, medical clinics in four villages to provide these vulnerable uh, citizens uh, with uh, access to doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. Valley Point has had an ongoing relationship with GoMad, and we've sent a lot of teams over the years, and you've been a part of several of these teams. Mm -hmm. Just talk a little bit about Valley Point's impact in the villages. Valley Point's impact has been nothing short of amazing. Um, they funded our first community center in Villa Ascension, mm -hmm. which uh, is the home of our English school and also just a gathering place for the uh, villagers to worship God and to play safely and things like that. Um, we've also, they, the Christmas initiative has helped us build our English program. We mm -hmm. started with one school, now we're at four schools. Um, in four different villages. So that help has been so wonderful for us to, to exp you know, expand our mission. Um, the Valley Point has also funded some fun things in the villages, such as the bread um, kitchen, um, where villagers can make bread and sell it within the village. Um, and uh, the biggest one of the biggest impacts is just the people that come mm. from Valley Point. There have been nine mission trips, so many people probably out there in, in the audience have, have made a difference in um, these villagers' lives and really made you know, relationships that survive them, them leaving the, the village that they survive for years. So. Mm. so funny story about the bread kitchen, which an initiative a few years ago helped fund that particular bread kitchen in, mm. the, in the village there. When I was there in April with our team, I was helping with a basketball clinic. So imagine that, me helping amazing, with basketball. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> And I actually made it into the final rounds of the knockout tournament, yeah. but a kid from the village won, which was, which was good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm helping with this basketball clinic, and all of a sudden there's all this noise by a nearby home, by the court, mm -hmm. and everybody left. So we're running this clinic, we're having a great time, and all the kids left and they ran over to this home where the bread kitchen was located, and they're tossing bread like through the <laughs> fence, and everybody's just eating it, so I went over there and got some, and it was, it was delicious. It it's, was, it's really good. Yes, so absolutely. That, that bread makes, makes a difference. Uh, Courtney, share a story of a life changed. Make it personal for us. Um, when I think about a life changed by the generosity of our Christmas initiative, I think about my friend Oliver, who I met six years ago when I went to the Dominican. Um, he was a lot smaller then, and he was with my son, who was, was a lot smaller then too. Um, Oliver was this shy 12-year-old uh, boy living in extreme poverty, um, sleeping on a concrete floor with 10 of his, uh, his family members. Um, and uh, he was, uh, loved basketball and loved soccer, but was a little hesitant to play with us, our, our compassion group, because he was responsible for caring for his youngest sibling. Um, so we read with Oliver in the, in the English school and realized how bright he was and what a strong work ethic he has and encouraged him to enroll in our English school. And every year when we came back, um, Oliver was so inspired by the people that we brought and would show us his grades at school and was telling us how hard he was working. We just kept encouraging him. Last year when we came back in April, Oliver was one of our interpreters. He was hired. Um, his English was so strong. And just to see him you know, breaking out of that cycle of poverty was, was so amazing. He graduated high school this past um, year, and he's going to go on, hopefully, to attend university at the mm. Dominican, so. And I got the chance to meet mm -hmm. Oliver in April, and he, he's a bright light, he, is. he, really, he is. really is. And there's a lot of Villanova and <laughs> Philadelphia sportswear all over the Dominican yes, Republic. Yes, it's, see it's it everywhere. everywhere. Uh -huh. yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. So our generosity is going to make a significant difference. Can you paint a picture for us of how you see the initiative being used this year? Sure. Uh, the Christmas initiative this year will help us continue to support our English school. Uh, they'll pay for teacher salaries and supplies and also allow us to expand into another village in the Dominican called Redemption, which mm. I love that, that word. Um, and it's going to allow us to bring God's work to another village that ha doesn't have the services that our villages have. Um, we're going to bring an English school in there and a, um, a medical clinic. Um, it's also going to allow us to build a smaller community center in one of the villages similar to the one that we built uh, seven years ago 
to be a place to have Bible study mm. and a safe place for the children to play and just the village to gather. Mm. So we're just so appreciative mm. of Valley Point's generosity mm. with, with, within GoMad. Courtney, I'm grateful for you and yeah. for your leadership. Thank you again for listening to God and those promptings in your heart. I'm excited to see how God will use the initiative this year to make a lasting difference in the Dominican Republic. Thank you so much. Will you help me thank Courtney? John Clifford is president of the Greenhouse Project in Chester, Pennsylvania. Chester became his home while he was experiencing homelessness. A local program called City Team accepted him into their recovery program And while volunteering, he learned to help meet the immediate and physical needs of those around him through food, shelter, clothing, and other generous donations. He was given a second chance when people saw value in him when he had nothing to offer. Through training and loving neighbors, John was challenged to give back and help the next person. The Greenhouse Project seeks to incubate long-term transformation of individuals families, and communities in difficult areas. How do they do that? By living in the city, loving neighbors, and supporting urban renewal. John bought a house in Chester on East 23rd Street. The home has been renovated and is now being used by John and his wife to share meals with neighbors, train others, and share Jesus. It isn't just a home that's been rebuilt. It's about rebuilding the city of Chester, one relationship at a time. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in the city of Chester. Will you help me welcome John? (laughs) John, this is the first time that we have the opportunity to partner. I'm excited for you and excited for your work in Chester. Before we talk about all of that though, share your story of coming to Chester. Yeah, so in in 2006, I came to the end of my road. I was a drug addict. I actually overdosed and died three times. And in the end of 2006, I woke up one day in prison in Delaware County Prison. And to be honest, I thought I was never gonna leave again. Uh, I I ended up wandering onto the block and and there was one guy that came up to me one day and he just said, I I was praying for you. I'm like, you're Mm. praying for me? I I never even met you. Why are you praying for me? (laughs) Right Right there in a jail cell, he witnessed Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I gave my life to Jesus. Mm. Next thing I know, we're getting into the scriptures every day. And and I knew I was a junkie. I I knew I was a criminal. Eric, I destroyed everybody else's life that came in Mm. contact with me. Like literally, I burned every bridge in my world. And uh, I, I knew I didn't want to be a, a junkie anymore, and, and I didn't want to be a criminal, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to live. And I was having a conversation with somebody one day, and they said, John, you should go to Chester. And I said, ha! I laughed out loud. I go, what good can Chester do for me, right? Mm. I don't know if you guys get that, but I was in prison at the time. Um, <laughs> literally, anywhere would have been better than where I was at now. But, but um, you know, uh, the guy said, listen, there's a place down there called City Team, you can go mm. and, and, and get your life transformed. And, and when I got released from prison, I was homeless, I had nowhere to go. So I took the trek down there and um, they welcomed me in with, with open arms and brought me into oh. their program. And for an entire year I lived, 53 weeks actually, I lived on site, went through their long-term discipleship program and people that didn't even know me would come out weekly to mentor me and to pour into me. And, and it was through that process that, that God gave me a dream and a vision the idea was, I just want to help people coming out of my same situation. Mm. I didn't know anything about anything. All I knew was that Jesus radically changed lives, and I wanted to help mm. be part of that catalyst. Mm. And, and I had the privilege of serving there for close to 10 years. You spent a lot of time at City Team yeah. and Chester on the other side of your prison life there. Mm-hmm. And God dramatically changed you. Um, you're you're a true story of redemption. Unbelievable. You really yeah. are. And now you desire to give back to the city of Chester through the Greenhouse Project. Yeah. So share your dream with us. Yeah, it's, it's kind of odd because I'm, I'm, I'm working at City Team and, and God just kind of downloaded a bunch of what if questions. And, and it kind of surrounded about me seeing some kids kind of wandering around with no parents. And 
Um, the what ifs were like, what if we could actually help transform people outside these walls? Mm. What, what if we actually live side by side with people and, and influence them the same way Jesus influenced me in the, way, the same way that my mentors mm-hmm. uh, uh, challenged me? What if we actually took steps of faith and actually read the Bible and then lived it out? And out of that birth, this whole idea of what would it, uh, of living side by side with people we want to influence. The truth be told, I've been living somebody else's life for 11 years, and I thought, wow, if, if, if I really lived side by side and invited people in on my journey, how would that influence them? Mm. So we bought a house, uh, literally a $22,000 crack house. <laughs> we, we bought it, and over the last year, we've been rehabbing it. And, and me and my wife moved in about uh, eight days ago. That's right. Um, yeah, you can clap for that. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> so... I just figured it out from watching the video, but we actually move our Sunday night fellowship into mm. the church um, next Sunday night. The same wow. D-Day for you guys is, is our launch date. Uh, right. I think that's really cool. That's great. Uh, but we have a great privilege to be able to serve people, but it's out of the relationships, inviting people into our home, and then being able to build relationships mm. to navigate the rest of life. Mm. You're using your home for hospitality, meals. You're hosting a church, basically, in your home. It's just a beautiful thing. (laughs) Talk about some changed lives as a result of your work. Already, some people being touched. Yeah, so uh, a a guy I've been working with named uh, Brendan um, came to me because he was coming out of drug and alcohol addiction. And through the process, it really came to light that he had this deep sexual addiction. And the statistics say uh, upwards of 50% of people even inside the church are struggling with some type of pornography or something. And th- he came out of brokenness because it literally, his marriage was about to end. Mm. And, and, and he took a step of faith and joined one of our discipleship groups that are we call fire teams, about three to five people that are me- meeting regularly to live out the spiritual disciplines. And one week through the discipline of fasting, he, he, he felt like he completely gave his life over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was the step, he said, that, that, that completely set him free. And out of that, he's actually starting to lead uh, a, a men's purity group for people that are coming out of sexual addiction uh, right away. So he was a guy that we met, came into our discipleship groups, and now he's getting ready to lead mm-hmm. something, which I think is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, another story I have is, is a friend of mine, Chuck, um, who I met at City Team. And because of his uh, anxiety coupled with his drug addiction, it actually drove him to live in the woods. And, and I didn't hear from him for, geez, I don't know, a few years. I'm on Facebook Messenger one day, and, and I get a message from Chuck, and I found out that he's been living under a bridge in Chester for three years, like three summers, three winters, the snows, literally underneath a bridge. And I found out nobody has ever gone to visit him. I was just broken, and, and I went down and hung out with Chuck underneath the bridge and, and kind of asked him, Chuck, what's your dream for life, you know? And, and through that process, we helped him get hooked up with disability and get a case manager and get on the housing list and, and, and started to get him necessary supplies because he was struggling for food and, mm. and water and, and books, and now he's reading the Bible. Um, he's on a housing program, and our goal is hopefully within the next three months for him to get into that house. So I was actually with Chuck yesterday. We were hanging out uh, for a little bit. I got him a ride. We got him some supplies. So hopefully in three months, he'll be in a place safe and warm. Mm-hmm. And, and he has his cat too. So I'm praying his cat will be able to come with him. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John, our generosity, I think, is going to make a significant yeah. difference. Can you paint a picture for us of how you see this impacting the Greenhouse Project? Yeah, so over this year, we, we, we had a chance to plant a greenhouse project and start this, uh, we call this a, a microchurch community in our home, we started discipleship. Uh, for 2020, we're, we've been praying about starting an after-school program for kids. We're, our passion is to meet with people that live in our local community. So, so we're planning to start that in 2020, and we'd love to be able to start, start a small school in September mm. for, for these kids. And uh, the challenge is when you have kids that are exposed to trauma at such a young age, it actually has major brain damage for them when they grow mm. older. So we want to be able to get with moms and, and with children to help uh, change their trajectory in life, and we think that's going to be a big push for 2020. That, along, alongside of being able to support staff and, and, and start to build this organization, it's not going to happen without support like Valley Point. And mm. I'd like to add that 
Eric, it's also because of your mentorship with me over the years, meeting with me for lunch and answering weird emails all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for you and, and how you've sewn into me and, and the Valley Point family. So mm. thank you guys so much. It's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Your new home that you just moved into uh, this past week yeah. is 7.2 miles from our front doors here. And sometimes we talk about these things and it feels or maybe we want them to feel like they're far away from us, but this is so close to us and to our home here. And your story, your life is one of being rescued. I can't wait to see how God uses this initiative Amen. to encourage you and also bring hope and life into the city of Chester. Amen. It's gonna be a great ride. Will you help me thank John? Thank you, appreciate it. Rhonda Rains is the principal at Urban Promise, a pre-kindergarten through sixth grade program serving the city of Wilmington, Delaware. Urban Promise's vision is to be a community in Christ of servant leadership and transformation, seeking a full life for all involved, urban youth, families, volunteers, and staff in the neighborhoods. Urban Promise desires to serve at-risk children, many who have experienced trauma in their young lives. Children experience the love of Christ and are given the skills necessary for academic achievement, life management, personal growth, and servant leadership. The Urban Promise School has been in existence since 2002 and has faithfully been sharing Christ's love. We often partner with Urban Promise for Love Days and other projects. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in the city of Wilmington. Nick Stewart is the Central America Assistant Director with MANA Worldwide. MANA is an organization seeking to change the face of poverty as it impacts children through meeting spiritual needs, providing nutrition, caring for orphans, and facilitating medical clinics. Serving 38 countries, MANA seeks to break the cycle of poverty that holds children captive and aims to make a long-term impact in the communities they serve by providing educational services and starting churches. Nick fell in love with the country of Guatemala after going there with his church several years ago. That trip changed his life and now he's honored to be able to help feed children and bring hope to families all over the world. We have a team from Valley Point going to Guatemala in February of 2020 to serve with MANA and its great work. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in Guatemala. Let's welcome Rhonda and Nick. Rhonda is with Urban Promise in Wilmington and Nick with MANA Worldwide. And I'm interviewing them together for a specific reason and I think that will make sense as we move through our time together. Rhonda, let's start with you. What excites you most about your work as a principal in Wilmington? Yeah. Well, Eric, first it was um, just being able to teach and um, seeing the light bulb come on on some of the kids' faces and, and their heads and things of that nature when they learn uh, new concepts or understand a concept. Um, but now um, I think the love is just being able to, to pray with those parents who mm -hmm. um, just need a voice or just need an ear, someone to listen um, to what their, their situations that they're going through, um, being able to just have a relationship with those families. Mm -hmm. um, it's just... Um, like one big family. Mm. Yeah. Nick, what about you? What, what excites you about your work with MANA Worldwide? Yeah, well, I, I first want to say, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to be here at Valley Point. You know, I grew up in this area. Uh, I moved to Texas a while ago, and so it's exciting to be back in Eagle Country instead of <laughs> Dallas <laughs> Cowboy right. Country. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But uh, there's so many things that excite me about MANA. You know, mm. like the video showed, uh, the first trip I took seven years ago radically changed my life in many ways. I fell in love with MANA. You know, my, my, my walk with God was very stagnant before that mission strip. I, it, it was just not even present, really, to be honest. Mm. And this just 
God just opened my heart and just put a fire in me that I've never seen before. And it was so exciting to see that. And I even met my wife on that trip, um, which is cool. So if you guys haven't been on a trip before and you're single, it might be a great opportunity. I'm just saying. Could or, be. It, there's, a, there's a chance. Um, but, you know, what, one thing I really do love about man is kind of the motto, and that's kind of, you know, reaching families and communities and children where they're at and saying, okay, what is the physical need we can reach there? Whether it's building orphanages or feeding centers or medical clinics, schools, digging water wells, making, building playgrounds, all these things, these physical needs that you know, children and families need. But you know, that's just an avenue for us to have to reach their spiritual needs. Because every mm -hmm. single one of those projects and uh, centers and clinics are either connected with a church that we help partner with or a church that we plant. Because ultimately the goal is for them to know and to hear about the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. To reach their spiritual, to reach their physical needs by, you know, loving on them through Jesus Christ. And mm. I just love that, and it always gets me excited every time I, I think about it. Mana has an intentional strategy yeah. of looking for the physical need in a particular community or village, and then seeking to meet that, and in the process introducing Jesus. And it's such a great model. Rhonda, your location in Wilmington is very strategic. Can you just speak to the location and why Urban Promise matters? So um, Urban Promise is located in pretty much the heart of Wilmington and um, uh, a lot of impoverished areas and things of that nature. Um, there's, um, there's a point, uh, place called Riverside right across uh, the road from us, and um, it's um, pretty run down. Um, a lot of shootings going on, um, even in our own getting closer to home to Wilmington, uh, to Urban Promise. Um, we've had shootings just recently, so um, it's becoming a pretty, pretty bad epidemic there. Mm. Um, being in the middle right there, Urban Promise being in the middle of all that, just kind of allows a safe haven for a lot of our young kids to be able to come and um, feel free to, to just kind of have a great time and have an after-school program that they can go to and also be there to be educated during the day. Um, you know, we're just in a great place for those mm -hmm. parents who want great for their, who want better for their children. And um, it's nothing but the grace of God that we're able to be mm -hmm. there and to do that. I know that John talked about kids and mm -hmm. trauma, yeah. and certainly mm -hmm. many, if not most, of your kids have experienced trauma as yeah. well, so your mm -hmm. location really is important. You are a school, mm -hmm. and every school needs a playground, right? Yes, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and you have a playground, but it is yeah. pretty run down, so talk to us and paint a picture of how this initiative is gonna help Urban Promise. Well. Um, Eric, this initiative is going to be such a great joy to a lot of the kids, especially um, those who have um, been there and gone, like my son, who's mm -hmm. been there. He's 20 years old now, and he, he was at Urban Promise. Um, we've had parents who, uh, been, who've known about Urban Promise and known about that community. That playground has been there for over 30 years of their lives. So, um, so yeah, um, it's pretty, pretty run down, pretty broken. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the joys that Rob gets is seeing a board pop up and he gathered all the sixth graders to, you know, hammer the board back <laughs> in back and together. just kind of, you know, make a great project out of it. But, um, you know, it's, a playground is important to kids. A lot of our students, um, their parents don't allow them to go out in the communities in their own homes. Mm -hmm. So being able to come to the playground at Urban Promise in the, during the school and the after school program and during camp um, and even on the weekends when, when the gates are open, I mean, it just allows them a safe place to be able to, mm. to play and, and have some fun. Mm. Yeah. Nick, we have a team that's coming to Guatemala in February. Paint a picture of their work and what they'll be doing for us and how the initiative is going to help this. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm incredibly excited that you guys are going back to Guatemala February. Uh, it's going to be an amazing trip. If you're going, if you've been before, you know the, the life change that happens on these trips and I know, you know, a while ago before you guys, uh, before this trip, you guys built another playground there in San Cristobal, Guatemala, right by the orphanage, and it's kind of cool to see the impact over the years that that mm -hmm. playground has had on these children and just that community alone. It's just an incredible impact, but now the plan and the vision is to, to do it again and to do it in a place called El Arado, and it's an old mine village, uh, kind of a village that's very separated, dirt road kind of, you know, when you go into the home and you do home visits, 
you kind of see that they really, compared to what we have, you would kind of say it's just, it's nothing. They don't really have anything. They don't, it's, it's really nothing. It's just maybe sheet metal and, you know, some, some sheets and that's about it. Um, but, you know, they, this village is kind of known for a love that's very different than what we kind of show our kids or our families. You know, we hug and love on our families mm -hmm. and kiss, our, you know. But for them, it's more of a, we'll support our family and provide for our family, and that's about it. So these kids kind of see love, but they don't ever get to, you know, feel love. And it's kind of a, it, it's a little sad. But, you know, I love that when teams like Valley Point, you guys could go and to love on these kids. So first off, it's incredible that you're going there and to love on them but then going above and beyond that and saying, all right, we want to build something that's going to last here for generations, you know, or years. Right. Uh, you know, and this playground that you guys are going to build in El Dorado is kind of in the center of everything we have going on there. It's kind of going to be like the main focal point. It's kind of really incredible that these kids and these families can come to a safe place, you know, and they have this playground right here. They have the church, the medical clinic, the school, the trade school, mm -hmm. the feeding center, all these things right around it. I think that's so neat because I don't know if you can understand the impact that this has on these families because, you know, they just, they don't have much and to have that mm. is such a huge, huge deal. I mean, if you guys have been before to, on a mission trip anywhere, the DR or anything like that, you, you know these kids and these families just absolutely just flock to you. Mm. You know, and, and me being pretty tall, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, pretty tall, like a giant, honestly. Um, but every time you walk around here in the States, you know, people always walk up and say, every, anywhere I go, if I'm going grocery shopping, they just, I get the question asked 50 times a day, how tall are you? <laughs> All the time. But there, they don't really do that. They just, they see me and they just see a massive tree and they just kind of <laughs> jump all over. You get like three kids on your arm and five on my back and you're just kind of like swinging around. But it's because they just want that attention, that one-on-one -on -one love. And it's so cool that you guys can be able to do that. And then when you leave, it's still there. So mm -hmm. they get to see, you know, your love being poured into them, but they see Jesus through that because they see mm -hmm. the church and they see what you guys are doing and the mission behind it. Just absolutely incredible work. Mm. So thank you. So let me talk to our church and just encourage all of us, because you may not know this, but since 2005, 2006, we as a church have built 12 different playgrounds around the world. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to interview missionary buddy Thigpen from Russia in just a moment. We've built seven playgrounds there and in different places, all of these playgrounds. So we're kind of the playground church. We're the fun church. That's what we do, which is great. We have built 12 playgrounds. So in Guatemala, this will be the 13th playground. We've done that around the world. We have never built a playground at home. 8.1 miles from our front door is Urban Promise. And we're gonna have the chance now to do something that we've done around the world very close to home. And that's why I'm interviewing them together because it's this playground connection, which is so much more than just a playground. It symbolizes hope, brings pride to a school and to a neighborhood and community, all of which is very important. So these playgrounds, are going to make a big difference in Guatemala and in Wilmington, and I'm excited to see how our initiative is gonna help move this forward. Will you help me thank Rhonda and Nick? Buddy Thigpen has served as a missionary in Russia for several years. His work with orphans, the addicted, the poor, and the forgotten in the city of Smolensk and surrounding areas is remarkable. Buddy's work is even registered as Valley Point Russia. We certainly have a connection. Recently, a team from Valley Point traveled to work with Buddy and helped paint a playground, helped to install flooring in a church and feeding center, drywalled a transition home, and participated in outreach programs for students who have aged out of orphanages. The needs in Russia are immense. Buddy Thigpen is passionately helping many see Jesus. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in Russia. Will you help me welcome Buddy? <laughs> Buddy, welcome back Thanks. to Valley Point. You've been here many times and you've been a part of this church even before I was here, and you need to know that he is such 
and encouragement to us, even from a distance. And I love how you sign your emails. They're signed, Buddy, Valley Point, Russia. And so while we're doing what we do here, he is also loving people and being a bright light and pointing people to real relationships and real significance in the faraway place called Russia. You are also registered in the country as Valley Point, Russia. So talk to us about the significance of that. Encourage our church. Yeah, first let me tell you how, how good it is to be back. And this place is one of my favorite places in life to be. I, I never go to a church anywhere that has more uh, local sports fans than this place here. I see more <laughs> Eagles gear right. and bling here than any other place that, that I ever go. Why is, why is our relationship with Valley Point so significant? If you were to go to the place where we minister, that little corner of the kingdom in, in Russia, and I would take you from place to place where we minister, you would see Valley Point, Pennsylvania, mm. in Russia. I could take you to an orphanage and I would say to you, we had a team from Valley Point come and they put that gym floor down several years ago. Take you outside to another orphanage and see a, one of those seven playgrounds. And I, and I could say, Valley Point built that. A group came and built that. I could take you to our alcohol and, and drug rehabilitation center. And I could say that several years ago, a group from Valley Point came and built that. Within, within about 10 days, we built that with a group from Valley Point. And I could take you from place to place to place to place, and I could say to you, Valley Point was a part of that. Why wouldn't I want to be Valley Point, <laughs> Russia? That's right. I mean, we are. We are Valley Point. You guys, I can say without apology that, and without hesitation that no church... No people, no donor has been more significant in that little corner of God's kingdom than Valley Point. That's the reason why I'm so grateful to you. I am so grateful to you uh, for helping us and spreading the gospel. Those things that we see, those playgrounds, the playground church, anybody can build a playground, right? But our point is this. That playground opens doors for us to present the gospel to kids all the time, all the time. It gives us an open door to present the gospel. God forbid that children would simply play but never hear the gospel. It's always a means to an end that we, ha- that we have the opportunity to share the gospel of the kingdom of God wherever we are. So your impact on my place, our place, is, is more than I can possibly express. So thank you so much. He gets a little excited, doesn't he? And he's only on two cups of coffee at this point. <laughs> Buddy, you've been in Russia for many years, and we just had a team with you not too long ago. Your work with orphans, the addicted, the homeless, I think is very close to the heart of what we read in Micah 6, 8. What excites you about your current work in Russia? Yeah. In this past year, it's been an an eventful year. Um, We have seen people that we began to minister with and to and have seen come into the family of God in the first years of our ministry. Some of them went to be with the Lord this year. They died. Um, We learned of some of our friends that have significant diseases this year who will not be with us next year. We know that they're going to die within this year. It's already been said that they, they won't be with us. And so... What I like to see and what motivates me is the investment that we have seen in those lives in years, over the years, has, has now produced fruit. Mm. 
Fruit that remains is what we're after. Not just uh, an investment here, but fruit that will last. One of the dear ladies that was a part of our work who who came to the Lord uh, several years ago, her son, I I married uh, her to her husband and had their ceremony. I remember dedicating their son to the Lord many years ago, and now he's a uh, young man in college. And he came to me at her funeral and said to me, how grateful we are that uh, you were able to come and share with our family and, and share the Lord with us. That's what motivates me because people are dying. Our people are dying or they're leaving. Uh, babies are being born. Uh, young people need to be guided. Old people need to be comforted. There's so much left for us to do. There's so much for you here and for us there. And so our work will never be done. And that's what motivates me and keeps Mm. me going. Mm. You talked about being registered as Valley Point Russia. It just occurred to me that if you get in trouble over there, does that mean bad things for us? Yeah, uh, there's a a reason why we did that. If I get arrested (laughs) and you you see me on the news somewhere, his picture will be beside (laughs) mine. We contacted Eric at Valley Point, and, and here's what he says. Well, that's going to happen. <laughs> Last year, we, we partnered with you for our initiative, and you use that quickly. Yeah. You don't wait. You use it quickly, <laughs> and you serve orphans and host Christmas parties and give presents to them. You buy vitamins. You purchase truckloads of firewood for an orphanage that had been abandoned in the Ukraine, all of that with what we generously provided through the initiative. Can you just paint a picture of how you see it being used this year? Yeah. Um, many, 15 years ago, we started our Christmas program, and it is the biggest outreach that we do every year. Well, it started 15 years ago with, with a group from Valley Point that came and said, let's do this together. And we started our Christmas program And it started with one group at one location. Now, 15 years later, that Christmas program has exploded and it has become the biggest thing that we do. Now, for you, whenever you have a Christmas program, you enjoy it, it's fun, and you go on for the rest of the year. For us, when we do a Christmas program, it helps us stay where we are for the entire year. It gives us doors that are open and leverage for the rest of the year that we can say, well, we did this back in January and we need this now. We use that for the whole year and you help us to do that. We go into orphanages and villages in our churches and we we have a drug and uh, alcohol rehabilitation center that you built for us. And we do the Christmas program there. And now we used to have to look for places to go and present this program. Now they come to us and say, will you come over this year? Will you come over this year? And we always say this to them. We will go as far as we can go with the finances that we have. And so the more you give, the further we can go. We this year will go down into Adagia, into the Muslim Republic of Adagia a place that is one of the most difficult places to minister in all of the world in the Muslim countries. And we'll have the opportunity to present that program and do the same things there that we've been doing in our place for a long time. And then we're also, as as Eric mentioned uh, several years ago, because of the outbreak of the war there in Ukraine, an, an orphanage there and a senior home there was abandoned, just left because of the war. And children were there. What what were you going to do with those children? Well, refugees from Ukraine who came to our place told us about it. And they said, could you go down and help? And so we went down and we began to help. And we realized that they had no heat in that place because their heating system had been bombed. And so we said, let's put some wood heaters in there. Well, we put the wood heaters in there and realized that everybody else had done the same thing. There's no firewood to be had. (laughs) So there was just empty 
wood heaters. So we, we realized that we had to get them the fuel, the coal and the, and the firewood. And so we began to ship firewood down from the Russian side in, into Ukraine. And last year, you guys were able to help us in 17 loads of firewood, tra tractor trailer loads of, of firewood there and also coal down in the, in, into that region so that they could make it through the winter warmly. And we do a lot of things that are just fun that are just fun. We enjoy gifts and we enjoy doing the things with kids that open their hearts to the gospel. And so many things that we're able to do because of the impact and the Christmas initiative from Valley Point. So every dollar that you would, would donate, that you would give, uh, draw a line to the heart of someone whose heart has been opened. And we're able then to present the Christmas story to sometimes to people who have never heard the real Christmas story as it is presented in the, in the Bible. And for me, that is, that is the most important thing. On a personal level, you just had a new grandchild. I'm a new granddaddy again <laughs> for, uh, for the eighth time. Wow. And she was born on Friday night. I was able to be there for the birth and then get on a plane yesterday and, and come up to here. And so I know it's impossible for you to believe that a man that looks this young could have eight <laughs> grandchildren, but I do. And I'm so grateful and, and I praise the Lord for that. Buddy, it is going to be a great joy to watch how the initiative helps serve the people in Russia that you've given your heart and your life to. So thank you for being here. Can we help and encourage Buddy? I want to close in prayer now, and I've asked Buddy to pray in Russian for us. I think that would be a great thing to hear and for us to experience and then I'll follow that by praying in English, because that's what I can do. So, buddy, let's, let's pray together, please. Великий Бог, мы благодарим Тебя за все, что мы сделали сегодня, что Ты дал нам возможность, сил, чтобы мы можем даже быть здесь сегодня. Мы благодарим Тебя за эту церковь, за Эрик, за его семья, и за все, что мы смогли бы сделать на эти 20 лет. Мы спросим тебя за помощь. Помоги нас сделать больше. Каждый год больше и больше. Чтобы мы можем сказать, что это все от тебя. Мы любим вас. Мы благодарим вас. Father, we are so grateful that you understand all languages because you're a big God. And while you're doing work here in our context, you're also doing great work in Russia and in the Dominican Republic and in Guatemala and in Chester and in Wilmington. And we bow before you and your goodness and thank you for how you're working in these countries and in these communities, in these contexts, and certainly everywhere else as well. You are a big God. And Father, we're gonna do our very best over the next few weeks to generously share so that we can help these leaders and their organizations do their work. And so just open our hearts and help us to be willing to open our hands as well to realize that you have blessed many of us in special ways. And here's an opportunity for us to give for kingdom work. So use all of this to point people to real relationships and real significance. I thank you for all of these organizations and their leaders and other staff members that are all a part of this. Bless them during this season and give them a special love and continued passion for their work. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Okay, these leaders and their organizations doing justice. And I want all of us to begin thinking now and praying about how we can partner with them to carry out the heart of Micah 6.8, which talks about justice and mercy and humility. So you begin thinking about this now. You begin praying about it. On your way out the door, you will be given a flyer. That flyer contains all the information about these leaders and their organizations. You can take that, put it somewhere, read about them, and ask God to give you a soft heart for their mission and for what they are seeking to accomplish. On that flyer, you will also see our initiative goal for this year. And what I have been praying through and what our leadership has been praying through here at Valley Point is what should that goal be for this year? And so we have set that goal at between now and Sunday, January the 19th, we wanna raise $100,000 and give all of that away. Our church has never shied away from big goals. And with our initiatives in the past, we have often exceeded these goals. And I believe that will happen again this year. And if we do that, guess what? We give it all away. We keep nothing because we believe in what God is doing in these places. And so I wanna encourage you to begin thinking, planning, and praying now about how you can participate in this. You can give online at valleypointchurch.com or you can give here on Sundays. You will need to designate your giving as the Christmas initiative. And there's a place for you to do that online or with the giving envelopes that are in the seat back pocket there or in the memo section of your check. And again, we will begin giving now and that will occur all the way through January the 19th. Very excited to see what God will do as we open our hands and become generous. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.